Welcome to the Circle of Birth podcast. I'm your host and advocate, Ali Kranz. These podcasts are here to gather stories, people and information to better our understanding of the wisdom of birth and how we can reclaim our connections to birth from conception and beyond. You will hear stories not only from Australia but from all over the world, bringing together women, partners, midwives, doulas and all the people that have a birth story to share. So jump right in for this next Circle of Birth story. Welcome to the Circle of Birth podcast, episode 33. Uh, and I do love these hypnobirthing stories. Uh, there's something about them that's pretty cool. And this episode is just that. Very empowered mother, woman and hypnobirthing practitioner Shari Lyon has two sh- stories to share with us. And this really inspiring episode um, is one experience in a hospital and then the next at home. And the first experience is a great story and it really shows how your birth partner can rally for you and put the tea in team. (laughs) And her second birth at home again was a supportive crew of people And there is a video there if you check out the blog post. Um, There's the link to the video that she has made, which is just gorgeous. So we also talk about Shari's other ventures in life and the birth of her new project, which is called Nurture Hub, an online directory for Australia-wide. This episode I highly recommend if you want a good, gooey, feel-good episode. So enjoy. Hi, Shari. Welcome, welcome, welcome so much to the Circle of Birth. Uh, thank you. And you're sitting up in the probably very warm and humid <laughs> Gold Coast at yes. the moment. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ali. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm, I'm actually um, out just kind of the outer suburbs of the Gold Coast at a beautiful uh, place called Benogan. So we're actually on acreage out here. So it's not so much the hustle and bustle of the Gold Coast. So it's still quite, yeah, it's just... Yeah. I'm actually sitting outside now and it's really peaceful. Mm, getting eaten by mozzies or? Uh, not yet. Yeah. So we're going to share two birth stories and I'm really interested in sort of talking about your transition into being a hypnobirthing practitioner and how that is for you and your son Harley would be 2011, so he'd be five, nearly five, 26. Yes, wow. yes, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Harley's... Harley's now five, just started school this year. So that was a big mummy moment for me. But <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so with when I found out I was pregnant with Harley, it let's just say Harley does things when he's ready, not necessarily when others are ready. And that definitely happened in regards to us falling pregnant with him. It was a pleasant surprise. Um, no, don't know if I could say I was ready at all for him, but I embraced my pregnancy and um, really allowed myself to to enjoy the pregnancy, but it was the birth that I had huge fears around. Um, I I've kind of grown up hearing from my own mother about my own birth that if she was to ha- to birth me naturally, we both would have died. You know, this is words that she actually told me growing up, and for me that really in my subconscious mind just really stuck and therefore I you know there were times in my life that I didn't even I said you know I don't even want to have a baby because I don't want to go through birth and but then I fell pregnant with Harley and I knew I knew I needed some help basically because I had these fears about giving birth naturally but I actually even had in some ways more fears about having a cesarean because I I just also had huge fears about needles and so I kind of felt like I either way it I didn't know what I was going to do I didn't want to birth naturally but then I knew I didn't want the needles to have an epidural or to you know this with the spinal block and things for the cesarean so at the time I was working at a health retreat at the back of the Gold Coast and one of my um, co-workers and now really good friends um, she actually mentioned hypnobirthing to me and I kind of did the double take of and a bit of a chuckle and I went oh what's that you know what do you do you get hypnotized during your birth and she kind of ex- she kind of explained it in a way of 
no, it's just relaxing and medita- it's kind of like meditating through your, your labor of birth. And I kind of was like, okay, well, that sounds better than anything else that I've heard. So um, I did a search on Google, got on Google, and I found Melissa Spilstead, um, who's the director of Hypnobirthing Australia, and had a good extensive chat to her. And then next, I had to convince my husband. So with with that, you know, my husband was kind of a little bit more about, oh, how much does it cost? Like, you know, we can we really afford it, blah, blah, blah. And I, I just said to him, like, well, do you know how to support me? Do you know what to do? Because I have no idea and I'm terrified. And when I said that to him, he, he kind of took a double take. and was like, yep, yeah, all right, let's do it. You know, it's it's the birth of our baby. Let's do it. What so, was his um, experience of birth growing up too? Did he have? Um, no, not so much as the as the Horace like storytelling that I was kind of told by my mother. Um, but um, no, he. I mean, I guess being being a guy, we'd never really like we actually never had really spoken about it. Like we knew. We, we knew we wanted to have children one day, but Harley kind of just snuck in like so quickly and so unexpectedly that we didn't really have, you know, the time to talk about it. <laughs> no, we didn't. It's just, I mean, we were traveling the world for like three, four years. Like that was the last thing that we were kind of thinking about. And as soon as we got home, bang, we felt pregnant. Um, but at the same time, like he was, he's very supportive. He always has been very supportive of me. Um, and so I, which, I'm so grateful for, um, and he agreed to come along and we did the course with Melissa, um, over four or five weeks, I think it was. And I met some beautiful other couples and really connected with them. And my whole perspective of birth totally changed. Um, I think because I understood it more and I think that's maybe where half the fear came from is that I had no idea that my uterus was even made up of layers of muscles. You know, I, I don't ever remember being explained in detail about my body and how my body was designed to work and how, and for me, that I think was a real turning point in just for one understanding what my body actually did. Um, because it was never explained to me by the doctors. I don't remember, you know, it being explained to me during sex education at school. So once I had that understanding, it made it a lot easier for me to go, okay, well, no, now I, now I know that what that sensation or that feeling is, it's my muscles moving my baby down. And so my whole thought process really started to, to change, um, I did all of the the right things. I practiced and listened to my affirmations and I listened to my tracks and I had, you know, beautiful baths with my music and candles and um, allowed myself to really just uh, recondition my subconscious mind because I knew that I that's you know was the way to in, in how to, you know, releasing my fears. So then I went into spontaneous labor with Harley Um Again, he came when he was he, when he was ready, and he came earlier than what I expected. So, again, I think I wasn't even mentally prepared really for that. I because everyone, you know, had said no with your first baby, you'll go over for sure. Um, so, I we I actually started having my surges. Um, oh, I think it was five or six days before my estimated due date. So, I did actually have. A bit of a drawn out labor with him, but it wasn't, but I still really enjoyed it. I stayed at home the whole time. I started having surgeries about seven o'clock on, on the Saturday night um, and labored all th- kind of through the night, but my surgeries were quite far apart, not lasting, lasting too long. So I was able to rest quite a bit. Then on the Sunday, they were consistent, but not necessarily getting closer together and a lot longer. Just kind of, they were just taking their time, and and I was happy just staying at home. Um, come the Sunday night, they did ramp up, and then we decided to go into the hospital. So, I was actually booked in at the birth centre um, at the Gold Coast Hospital, and but the night that I was in labour and I called my midwife, it was her night off. Um, so that kind of, yeah, was, I guess my first little 
not I don't know if it's called you call it a shock, but I was like, no, this is not how it's meant to be. Pam's meant to be there. I, you know, I still remember her name. She was the most beautiful English midwife. And this other midwife said, look, I'm sorry. Like in her team, she she answered and said, look, I'm sorry. I've actually already been called out to a birth, and I've already worked my 12 hours. So I can't support you either. You're going to have to go to the normal labour ward. So again, all of this kind of a, a little bit, I wouldn't say panic. There was a little bit of a like moment of going, no, I don't want to go into the normal labor ward. I wanted to have a, you know, a water birth and that this is, you know, this is my plan. But, you know, then I knew I just had, like, I had to go with it. So we got into the hospital and my husband had said, look, can we still use the birth center room? Because this is the room that, you know, Shari is familiar with. And the midwife was actually really nice, said, you know what, it's actually quite a busy night. Yes, you can use the room and you can use the pool, but you can only use it for water immersion. So we were, we got in there about 11.30, I think it was, and I got in the water and time just, I yeah, I couldn't even tell you how long I was in there for, but it was just my husband and I. It, it was great. My, the midwife that we had was really respectful and she, I think that she was busy as well, but she just would leave us and it was just myself and my husband and she'd come back and then she'd do her checks and then and then go back. And in the end, I think she forgot to, to actually keep the birth pool warm because actually this is in the middle of winter. It's the 11th of July that he was born and it ended up getting quite cold. So I wanted to get out anyway. Um, got onto the bed, then I, I must've, and this is only now that I'm after the birth that I recognize that I started to go through transition because I was one minute, I was getting really hot and I, I wanted, you know, I just literally stripped off. Then the next minute I was cold and my husband was putting the blanket back on me. And this is where too, I started to say to my husband, like this, Mind you, this is now coming into Monday morning. I'd started my labour on the Saturday night. So it was, you know, 30 or so hours kind of from start. Um, so I was getting very tired. And I remember saying to Damien, I said, I, I don't know if I can do this any longer. Maybe I should try the pethidine. And and thank God that he actually knew that I didn't want – I tr- that was one of my main preferences. I just didn't want to have any drugs. That was – one thing that I said to him, if I do say this, then please just distract me. And he did an amazing job of that. Like the midwife was there going, I can give it to you here. You know, she had it already. And Damien just said, apparently was kind of shooing her away without me realizing, going, no, she doesn't want it. And this is where he really stepped up for me as my birth partner and brought me back into a focus. And I remember him saying to me, come on, let's just do another five minutes. And, and I'm like, no, I don't can't. He goes, yep, come on, let's just breathe through five minutes. And I was like, okay, just was breathing and breathing and breathing through my surges. They were back to back at this stage. And I remember kind of saying to him, is the five minutes up? And he's like, nope. And I'm like, I, sh- I was sure it was up. I'm sure he, he drew out that five minutes to 10 minutes. But then when I got to the five minutes and he said, yep, okay, you know, five minutes is up. Let's just do another five. And I'm like, no. And he goes, you just got through five minutes, babe. Let's do another five. You can do this. I know you can do this. And I really appreciate him doing that, even though in the time, you know, I was going through transition and it was very intense for me. Um, it was his support and him kind of, and this is too, now I tell this story in my, in my hypnobirthing classes that to the birth partners that sometimes we just need to bring that goal back to being a little bit more achievable. And if, if it's getting through the next, you know, two surges or two contractions, then that is is a goal that seems more achievable because you don't know how much longer you're going to be in labor for. So that for me was something that I really appreciated that he did. And I ended up kind of turning around onto all fours and I, then was getting the pushing sensation and I was trying to do my hypno hypno birthing like breathing him down um bearing down with my breath but the midwife was kind of like no Shari you've got to hold your breath and push hold your breath and push and so I had a little bit of conflicting kind of um 
uh, information kind of coming at me. I had my husband on my right side saying, just breathe, babe, just breathe the baby down because that's what he had learned in our classes. And then I had my midwife on the other side of me going, no, Shara, you've got to hold your breath and push. And so I was pushing for, for um, well, it felt like quite a while, um, but Harley kind of kept crowning and going back in and crowning and going back in. But in the end, I did listen to my midwife and I just, because she came became a, like the more dominant voice, I guess, um, really kind of gave it all I got and he slipped out and my husband received him, which was a really proud moment for him. Um, he tells everyone about that moment that he, he caught Harley. Um, they brought him up through my legs and... Yeah, it was. I remember kind of just laying back in the bed, and he was on my chest, and I just remember going, "Oh my god, I just did it! I just did it!" And I did it with no drugs. Like I, I was so exhausted by this time. It was it was three thirty in the morning, but yeah, it was um, it was definitely a well, it's definitely a life changing moment. That's for sure because um, now I now I teach hypnobirthing because I want other couples to to have the same experience that I did. Whoa, what an amazing first birth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, and I think all, a lot of my friends were shocked that I was actually home by seven o'clock. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't personally, for me, I don't like the feeling of hospitals. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't like the smell. I don't like the coldness of them. And I basically said to the midwife a couple of hours later after we had, you know, some beautiful skin to skin, I'm like, I want to go home. And she looked at me like I was crazy going, well, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I just want to go home to my own bed. Mm. (laughs) So we, yeah, drove home. I love the part. And this just shows teamwork when you and Damien obviously work together so well. And he must have worked so hard studying because I love the part (laughs) when you found out that you couldn't have the midwife that you you built the relationship with. But he steps in and says, well, hang on, can't she go into the, you know, into the birth centre still and... Just knowing that you had that option and to ask yes. for it, and it yeah. was possible for you guys. Exactly, and I, I'm so thankful because I would have just kind of, I, you know, when you're in labour, you kind of like everything, especially when you start to get rational in labour, you, you start to overthink things. And he was like, "No, it's okay. We can still ask to use the room. It's fine." And um, lucky they allowed me to. I don't know if they normally did. And I think she said we don't normally do this because the label, normal labor wards down the other end of the hospital to the birth center. So she would have had to have been running up the hallway to come back to me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess luckily that night they maybe were busy and their other birth suites maybe were full as well. So I, I was able to have that option and it actually, you know, it did work in our favor. Um, I guess the only thing that maybe we didn't do is actually share our birth preferences with with this new midwife that we've never let, never met before. Um, so when it came to like pushing and breathing him out, like she maybe didn't understand as much about the hypnobirthing techniques and it, it kind of confused me a little bit because I was, yeah, having two people kind of telling me different things. Um, so it did take me a little bit to to bring him into the world, but I I'd still did it and that was such an amazing moment for me personally, like with knowing that I had that strength and I stuck with it and I didn't give in. And and even in the moments that I did want, want to give in, then my husband really stepped up for me and, yeah. but, you know, kind of brought me back into a focus. Um, and that's where I, like your, your birth partner is, it's his role or her role is just as important really and I think it's so important that they are also educated on the options and know what to do when to do it you know the different you know stages of labor as well and understanding it because he he must have known that I was going through transition because we but I totally didn't even recognize my own transition even though I'd I'd learned about it I just yeah so it was it was really it was amazing it was very very much a life-turning event that's for sure and I, I just really quite thankful that we're just sharing this now because this is so inspiring for someone that's pregnant with their first child to know that you can go through that many hours of labor have that support there and that true team effort that you guys just you know pulled each other through and that the five minute thing that was excellent yes 
Yeah, I mean, definitely. It could have been half an hour. He probably would I have could. known, but it probably was. Yeah, and the love was there behind it, and just like, yeah. come on, baby, you can do it. You know, it's, yeah, that's what you need. Oh, yeah. absolutely, and yeah. and that's what I mean by, you know, sometimes you know we have this main goal, and it seems so so big, and it can seem so far away. You know, with you know we've been planning this for. <laughs> for nine months, you know, and when it gets into it, you just, you don't know, you, you, like, you can't plan your birth, you can prepare, but just sometimes it just, you need to bring your goals down to be a little bit more achievable. So even if it's within your own mind, just saying, okay, I'm just going to get through the next three contractions or the next three surges. And that's my goal. And you get through it. And it's kind of like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, not the most sportiest person but for me when I do jog or run I look at a pole and I'm like okay just need to get to that pole you know Um, (laughs) (laughs) so that's kind of what I like to share now of uh, especially with um, birth partners on what they can do and it's all about refocusing isn't it you know bringing because I I had got into my head no I think I want the drugs um and he refocused me because he knew that you know what our preference was um it was just in the moment I kind of really brought my focus into that and in trying to find some relief of going through transition and it, it was too late for me anyway probably but um yeah so that was the first birth wow. the second one's even better <laughs> yeah and so um how did the postpartum go just so you can talk about that. You went home pretty early and (laughs) Yes, I did. I did go home very early, shocked many people. Um, They probably had many opinions about me not staying in hospital and but I knew where I wanted to be. I wanted to be in my own bed where I could sleep and be warm and have skin to skin with my baby and um yeah, it was, yeah, it was good. I had, because my midwife would then come to my home after that. So I, because I was in the midwifery, um, sorry, the, um, birth center, um, they then did home visits for, um, the week after. So having that support of the midwife coming to my home where I, you know, it's your home. I've had all my familiar things around me. It was comfortable. You know, she helped me with breastfeeding, um, that, I was lucky that Harley latched on at no problem. Um, and that's also too why they allowed me to go home um, when I, you know, only a few hours after the birth because he latched on fine. So, um, yeah, it was, yeah, the, po- the postpartum period was, oh, look, definitely like ups and downs with hormones and crying and millions of family coming over and wanting to <laughs> hold and touch and you know and that that was definitely um a little confronting I think without it being a first-time mum you know and I everyone's excited for you and it's great but you're just kind of exhausted and trying to feed when you got family there and that I found a little bit kind of difficult at times but I definitely learned from that um in regards to my second birth and what I wanted um or with the you know my daughter but um no he was a great baby so calm so chilled um yeah I mean he he wasn't the best sleeper but what newborn is really um yeah yeah. Yeah, no it was great and so you became a hypnobirthing practitioner I did I did so I'd moved up from the Gold Coast up to central Queensland in um, to Gladstone, followed my husband um, there for work. And I did – I wanted to know if there were lo- any local practitioners and I could not find any. The closest I could find was the Sunshine Coast. Um, and I remember kind of saying to my husband, I said, I want to do this. I want to pass this on. If I can do it, if we can do it, other couples need – I want them to know about – you know, these techniques and, and give them the confidence that I got from this course. And so I, um, originally I trained, um, in the Mongan method. So the American program, and then literally a week or so after I trained with them, I found out that Melissa, um, had created her own, her own hypnobirthing Australia program. And 
Melissa became a great friend to me. She was, you know, she taught me everything about hypnobirthing and I just knew that I, I wanted to teach her program. Um, so I trained with her and that I was in her first group of practitioners um, back in I think it was 2013. And yeah, I've been, I've been teaching up in Gladstone now for four years and I have won two two awards through Hypnobirthing Australia at our annual conference each year. Um, I've I've really kind of got involved in the community up there in becoming a consumer representative representative and we I put together a petition to get water birth um, to central Queensland and so we were able to, to get water birth, you know, into the Gladstone Hospital, which was amazing. Um, I've also held um, the Pregnancy Birth and Baby Expo up there last year as well, which was a really huge success too. So I've tried to be really present in the community and spread the word about the options, not just even what I offer in regards to hypnobirthing, but about all of the options in in Gladstone because I really kind of connected with some other amazing um, individuals who also helped um, women through their journey. So that's yeah, and I'm, I'm planning my next expo now. Um, that'll be held. So I'm still teaching in Gladstone. Um, my courses um, do fill up. I do a course now every six weeks. Now I'm back on the Gold Coast. I just fly back up there. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it's been an, an amazing experience, like being able to find and do something that I'm so passionate about and it's just so fulfilling. Um, I've probably taught over 150 couples or so now. So it's been, yeah, it's been an amazing journey. So how does that feel knowing that at least 150 people have, you know, may have potentially changed their experience in birth and what they thought? Oh, it's, it's amazing. I've, I've had, you know, women that or couples from who are having their first baby right through to, you know, a mum who's having her her third, fourth baby um, find me and for them to have that healing experience from past traumatic births. Um, And that for me is, yeah, it's just just fills my soul really. Um, It's a good point to mention too because a lot of people do sometimes think that these courses are just for first-time mums but that's totally, totally not true. Um, no, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we even have a course now that's just for cesarean birth too, because we understand that not everyone can have a natural birth, but they still deserve to have a positive birth. And that's really where we come from as Hypnobirthing Australia practitioners is it's about creating a positive and calm experience for that couple and really kind of preparing them for whatever turn their birthing takes. Mm. You know, there's no right or wrong way to birth. Everyone births you know, everyone's birth is individual to them. How they do it, where they do it, who they do it with is, you know, as long as they feel confident, safe, secure to be able to create that positive experience for themselves, that's really what I want for for all women Mm, ultimately. Especially cesarean um, coming into that. I hear a lot of people that have done hypnobirthing or any other similar course that they've been able to, in an emergency situation, use those skills Mm, to keep... Definitely. Yeah, and I mean, that's amazing too to sort of know that that's there for them no matter what the outcome. Hey, you should um, bring Damien into your teaching and he could be like the <laughs> co-teacher for the birth partners or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he's one of my biggest advocates, yeah. but um, yeah, he, he looks after the kids while I, Aww. while I teach, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I'm doing a lot more online work now too, now that um, I, I've got my group courses in Gladstone, but you know, I'm trying to kind of incorporate more birth coaching as well. So it, it just gives because I know we know that not everyone can attend, you know, a group face, uh, you know, group course. So, um, yeah, there's an amazing online course now and we kind of compare that, uh, pair the course with like a, a Skype, a 90-minute Skype session as well. So for those people that are in rural areas um, or even overseas now, we're getting a lot of people who are doing the course who are overseas. So um, and then they can talk to a practitioner as well as as you know get the knowledge from the course online course that's cool 
Yeah. Right. So heading into Talia's birthday. Yes, yeah. Talia, yeah. yeah. And it's actually lovely. It was her third birthday yesterday. Talia's birth was just, for me, I knew what I wanted. I I wanted a home birth, but up in Gladstone, that was very rare. You know, we didn't have any private independent midwives um, available up there. And um, I had a lot of, I was kind of in a Facebook group, but, and many, quite a few of them recommended that I free birth. But for me personally, that just wasn't something that I personally was comfortable with. I knew I wanted a home birth, but um, I still wanted to know I had that that support and knowledge of of a midwife there with me, and I ended up actually finding a beautiful midwife who she was doing her um, training so she be, she could become eligible. So her plan was to become a private midwife, but she wasn't quite at the stage of doing um, uh, taking any. Um, women on yet and I basically begged her I don't care about the medic you know being Medicare eligible I want this home birth and I think too with the fact that I'd had such a great first birth and I was low risk and you know she knew kind of my experience with hypnobirthing she she agreed and um, she supported me and was she too had had her own home birth um, so she kind of knew also you know it, that was when a woman wants a home birth, it's kind of like you, she was the same. I would prefer to support you than leave you on your own kind of thing. So um, uh, we, yeah, built a beautiful relationship and she would come over and I'd had all my antenatal appointments and at home and um, which was lovely. So we really got to, she got to see me in my home and connect with me and my husband and my son and um Talia was, um, look, everyone again said to me, oh, if you had, if you went early the first time, you'll definitely go early the second time. Well, no. These are all the that, same people that said you were going to go early. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I think being a hypnobirthing practitioner too, I kind of was like, right, I know what I'm going to do and I'm, you know, and I was, I was trying everything to bring on this labour and maybe a little bit too much and I, I that's something I've learnt from too now but, I started doing acupuncture at 38 weeks and I was, you know, getting regular chiropractic care and trying, the, you know, sniffing Clary's age from 38 weeks and doing, you know, I was trying everything to kind of make sure because I I think for me with the only fear that I had in that birth was that I would go over and end up in the hospital. That was my, that was my biggest fear. And I wanted to avoid that at, at any cost. But and that was in the, 42 weeks. Is that right? That it, yeah, it is. Yes. I mean, yes. that's kind of where my, my midwife was comfortable, you know, yeah. up to, I mean, I would have gone over happily cause I'm very much a, you know, I trust that my baby will come when she was ready. Um, but she ended up coming at 41, I think it was 41 plus one, I think I was, um, woke up at about 3.30 in the morning and and went and I just knew and I was like, I was so excited. I was like, yes, it's, it's go time. I left my husband kind of asleep and my son was asleep and got myself up um, because my surges actually compared to Harley's, which kind of started and then there was quite a gap between each one, her, her surges were starting off two minutes, pretty much two, three, a few minutes apart, but only lasting maybe 30 seconds or so. So um, I just took myself out into the lounge room and we already had the birth pool set up in the lounge room. It just needed to be filled. Um, I sat on my um, on my fit ball and just watched some TV and breathed through each surge quite easily, uh, which was quite nice. Um, then probably about seven, I think maybe seven o'clock, um, when my son was up, we, um, uh, he was only two. So, um, as much as I would have loved for him to be there, um, he, it was just so full on that focus wise, I just couldn't, I couldn't have him there. So my girlfriend came and picked him up for us. And, um, then I really, yeah, they, they started to, my surges and started to, to increase in length, but I was compared to my last birth, like my birth with Harley, I 
was very kind of still and I just laid down in my bed and I had my headphones in and I listened to my music and I don't know if that maybe contributed to the fact that it was it maybe drew my labor out a little bit longer um, and I'd kind of maybe realized that in becoming a practitioner so with Talia's birth I was m- very much making sure that I was up and I was active um, in regards to movement. So sitting on the ball and doing a lot of kind of swaying and hip rotations and you know, walking up and down the hallway and out on my deck and having a few surges out there. And I had my sister there with me as well, um, which for those of you listening, if you do watch the video, you'll see kind of her doing some light touch on me out on the deck. Um, she was there support-wise too to kind of take photos I really wanted to kind of document my birth and and because with Harley I didn't even take one picture at all I didn't even have a picture of him skin to skin on my chest when we first met I don't know why I think we were just so wrapped up in him that we totally forgot to take the photo so I gave her that that job and said I want you to kind of follow me around and and we had the video and so um, the, the video, just for the listeners, is called mm-hmm. Shari's Natural Home Birth Using Hypnobirthing Techniques on YouTube and I'll definitely yes. link in on the blog for that one. But can I just add in, there's this like, I don't know what part of the labour, it's right at the start where you've got two noodles and you just look so zenned out <laughs> in the pool. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I did a lot of – because this – I this was the middle of March, so it was stinking hot up there at, the, at this that, that time of the year. And I used that pool nearly every single day, and I did my relaxation in the pool with the noodles. And I had my iPad next to the pool with my affirmations playing. So I just loved the water um, with her. So I was like, "Yep, that's the first place I, I want to." I want to go and just for the first part of my labor, just really chill out <laughs> in that in the water. It was amazing. It was so relaxing. Um, so, but with when my surges started to kind of ramp up, I I did tell my midwife that I didn't want to have any vaginal examinations. Um, I really wanted to just trust and allow my body to open up in its own time, and I knew it would. Um, with Harley, I did. Um, agree to vaginal examinations and also I think too because I maybe um, didn't have the confidence to say no to the midwife when she'd said to me okay you know when you get into the hospital this is what we do and I just remember it just being so painful for me personally because when I was having a surgeon she was giving me the vaginal examination I just like was asking her to get out because I just couldn't like cope with it so I'd said to my midwife for Talia's birth I want very much hands off only if you feel that there, there is a need, you know, then, um, yeah, then I'm happy to do it then. Um, and she's like, yep, no worries. And yeah, she, my midwife was just amazing. Like I had my sister baking a cake in the kitchen and I was in the lounge room just rocking and Damien was doing light touch on me, um, sitting on my ball and it, I'd put candles around and I even went and got kind of some crystals and put them around and, um, just really allowed this beautiful energy to kind of fill the room. Um, and yeah, I actually, I just loved it. Like I, I, I loved every minute of my birth, I think because I'd been visualizing it for, for so long and it really did manifest everything that I'd visualized kind of manifested from like, from like right from, I don't know, just the look of the room. I'd made kind of some beautiful bunting that had a welcome sign to welcome our little girl into our, you know, into our family. And, um, then I got in, so think my surge started to ramp up a little bit and I was like, okay, yep, let's get in into the birth pool. And as soon as I got into the birth pool, they did, come on a lot more intense but I was even more relaxed though like there was one point that I was actually falling asleep on the side of the the birth pool and you'll probably actually see that in the video as well like I honestly was nearly asleep and apparently my husband and my sister and my midwife were all looking at each other going like what is she doing like I was that relaxed in the water the water just was so relaxing to me um but my surges were definitely intensifying. So it did take a lot of focus in my breath. Um, 
really, and that's what we kind of also teach with the hypnobirthing is, you know, these different different types of breath and when, when to use them. But it was really and about my own self-talk as well. Um, and that's one thing that I really found helpful a lot more in this second birth because um, maybe I didn't do it as much as my first birth. But it was it was my own thought process that I think even helped get me through because I this time in this birth I recognised myself going through transition. No one else did. No one else in the room knew but I knew. And instead of compared to my birth with Harley where I did take it maybe more um, – maybe in a negative frame of mind, being like, oh, I feel sick, I can't do this, I'm cold, I'm hot, you know, and that's when the I can't do this thoughts came up. With Talia, I felt my upper body quivering. I felt myself getting hot and asking for cold water to be, you know, dripped onto me. And I remember thinking, this is transition, this has to be it. I'm almost there, I'm almost there, you know, and I really um, didn't even allow any any thoughts of pain or anything to, to come into my mind. It was, it was more the thoughts that I thought was about, you know, this sensation and I'm going to breathe her down and I'm almost there and I can do this and I can feel her. And there were a couple of moments where I actually gave myself a vaginal examination because I was like, really, am I, am I there? Like, is it now? And, but I couldn't, my membranes hadn't released with her yet. So I couldn't really, feel her all I could feel was kind of squish which was obviously the membranes still intact so I I kind of knew instinctively that I was there but then I then consciously and my rational brain was going oh maybe not um but I just kind of was like okay that's all right let it go and then I started to become a little bit more vocal um and I again I remember my midwife saying oh that's a good sound so she kind of took that as well as a sign that um, yeah, it was kind of, we're getting into kind of the pushing phase. And I remember with Talia too, I just was getting that urge to push that uncontrollable urge. And I was just allowing and going with it and being quite vocal. And I just remember thinking, I didn't want to have the long pushing that I did with Harley. So I just was like, let's in my own head, I was going, let's do this, just do it. And I just, and she come kind of flying out into the water and my midwife grabbed her and, um, brought her up and, yeah, we hadn't actually realised, well, because my membranes didn't break until right as I was pushing and um, her through, that she had, had actually released meconium um, because of the, the colour of the water. But she came out with a good set of lungs on her and she was she was fine and did skin to skin um, straight away. And with her, I knew I wanted to have a natural physiological third stage. So I'd wanted to birth my placenta naturally, um, without syntocin. Whereas with Harley, um, the midwife didn't have time to, even though I'd asked, I said to her, I'd like to have my birth my placenta naturally. She basically said, no, I don't have time and put the syntocin into my leg, but that's okay. I knew I didn't want that for Talia. Um, and I really encouraged kind of, you know, Talia to breast cause I knew the oxytocin release from her, her, um, latching on would help. Um, and I, yeah, I got out of the pool. This, I was probably in there with her for maybe 25 minutes or so. And I started to get the sensation of my placenta kind of in like, right, sitting right in my bottom. So I kind of got myself out and, um, birth my placenta on um out kind of on on some mats and things and um yeah it was and that's when Damien kind of had skin to skin with her and yeah this time I was not scared of that placenta I was like really fascinated by it with Harley's I was like no I don't want to see it get it away but with Talia's I was like wow we looked at it and we kind of saw all, all kind of the veins through it and took photos and yeah, and, and with this birth too, I ended up getting my placenta encapsulated. So um, that I really found helpful too, um, postpartum, um, with energy, energy-wise, and milk supply too. Oh. <laughs> I've got like little goosebumps on my arms. Oh. <laughs> oh, how did it feel? Like, just um, I'm sort of like going through the video as you were talking, and. <laughs> There was a moment where I can see the midwife um, grabbed 
scooped her up and scooped her up and you've kind of turned around how was that moment oh that was like emotionally just I, I could not even describe it and I don't think I've ever kind of wailed and cried like that ever again but it was just a like feeling of just relief and again just a really proud moment that again I I did it and everything worked out and she was perfect and she was breathing and everything, you know, we were both healthy and it was just, a, yeah, it, it was such um, an emotional moment, that's for sure. And it's a little bit confronting for me to watch it back myself, my own birth video and kind of, you know, see me like that. But at the same time, like I, I'm so excited to show my daughter her birth. You know, I want my kids to grow up knowing and seeing that this is birth, you know, not how I, grew up maybe and not that the you know my mother she her she had that experience and that's what she was told and I really feel for her and like you know she she was totally knocked out when she had me so she kind of jokes that she didn't even know if she was my like I was hers and but you know growing up I that maybe did affect me like deeply um and I so for me to Lee's birth was a very healing birth for me to know too that yeah, I, I I have done this for her and that she will grow up having this view of birth and yes. will not have no fears and she'll always know that she'll be supported and yeah, so that that is also another reason why I wanted to film my birth, not only to share, you know, with the world I guess, which I have done, but is also to share with my children because I I don't want them growing up with um, you know, a negative view of birth for their own when they, you know, in 20 plus years, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's such, you know, and just think Talia will tell her friends at the mm-hmm. schoolyard. She'll be like, nah, birth is great. Like, I'm and hoping. That, and that will question the other girls. And, you know, I think as a young girl growing up, it's so important that we fix this for them now that they do grow up knowing that um, birth is normal birth happens mm-hmm. and yes. um, if they can grow up with that around them then I'm sure in a you know humanitarian sense it's going to be much better all around for that softer feminine approach to birth and what that can mean and like you said being in a supported place no matter what their choices are knowing that Absolutely. they're supported and looked after and that's the best gift to give to a little girl growing up I think. I, I think so too. I mean, and we all, ha- we, you know, even I think regardless of maybe the birth experience uh, that you, you might have had, the, it, you can heal from it and it as well, but then come from a positive aspect when it comes to your own children. Um, yeah, I think, you know, we, we do have the power to change the, the next generation and their way and their thought and their feelings about birth. Um yeah. It all starts with, you know, it starts with us, really. Yeah. Sounds like you're a very transformed woman in that sense. That I, you're not doing it just for yourself. You're doing it for humanity and which is great. Well, yeah, I haven't really thought about it like that. I think it's just, I think with, yeah, I, I guess I am because I think I've just gone through my own journey and my overcome my own fears and my own um, insecurities about birth. Um, that were kind of passed on to me unknowingly, I guess, um, you know, by, by my mother. Um, and I haven't allowed that. I haven't allowed myself to kind of continue that chain, if you know what I mean. It, I, I knew that there was something better that I could do. And, but it does take, it takes your, like your own willingness to want that for yourself and to go out and, take a course and to invest in your birth. And I think that's one thing too, that uh, I just find that so many people maybe don't like, they don't want to spend the money on their birth. And I'm just like, it, it can, I don't know. It, you know, we spend, we can spend twenty, thirty thousand dollars on, on a wedding, but it, trying to actually, you know, actually spend money investing time in, in education. And when it, it comes to our own birth, it doesn't just affect us. It can, you know, affect our babies as well. So I think it's really important that, you know, the application of knowledge is power, you know, 
and people say knowledge is power, but I, it's the application of knowledge. You know, you, you can go to a course and you can learn all of this, but it's how you apply that knowledge that makes it powerful. Mm. So, you know, if you don't do the practice, you know, and that's one thing that I do express to my couples now, it, it's the practice. You have to, to, the way we learn is through practicing. So if you just do something once and go away, then, and not, not practice it, then come your birthing day, you, you're not going to be able to do it because you, it, it takes practice. Um, and that's how you recondition your, your mind and your body so that it becomes effortless. Mm. So they come, and that's what I had, had really done for myself is that I didn't have to think about my breath. I didn't have to think of positions. I knew what I wanted because I had practiced really for nine months and I think being a practitioner too and teaching, teaching this, um, you know, the techniques and everything as well. Um, even I, I had learned though from my first to my second birth, how to use the techniques differently and more to my advantage. So it's, um, the more you put into yourself, the more time that you put in it, it's only just going to work in your favor in the end. Mm. And pregnancy is such a perfect time to to do this oh, yeah <laughs> absolutely you have time and space you can create that for yourself yeah 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 and how how about your mother was she healed in a sense to witness these experiences mm, I'm not too sure like it's not something that we've um yeah I I mean she was supportive of me um I don't know if she necessarily agreed with home birth and that's okay um I did kind of have to protect myself and my my home birth with who I told and yeah. and things like that because you know not everyone understands you know a home birth mum and what she does to to have that home birth you know they there there can be different um, opinions and and quite you know political <laughs> views about things and you know but a home birth mum does everything to to prepare for for that that home birth and to ensure it's safe and we all all make sure it's safe and that's why I wanted that midwife there as well and so for my mum you know I just had to reassure her and she was she was fine but it's not anything we've really spoken about in depth but um yeah I I've never actually spoken to her I guess to about maybe the effects of what she's told me but I don't want to hurt her feelings either because I know that she was in it, in you know, that's what she was told. And yeah. so, yeah, I found it really healing just to sit with my mum and I asked her about my birth story one day and it was just really quite good to listen to it in that sense to make that space and talk about the, yeah. the birth story with her and not create judgment or anything around it just to sit and listen about it and you know think you know one of the things that she said was we were so naive back then that right we had no information about our bodies and birth and so you just basically go with the flow and that meant what the doctor said so yeah you know we've yeah. come a long way in that sort of 30 40 odd years since then so we have definitely, and there's so much available to all of us in regards to support and education, and yeah, yeah. definitely. And speaking of that, you're bringing that all together. Nurture Hub is well exactly that. It's some. It's a a place where you can come and be nurtured by professionals um, within this beautiful, you know, industry. So. Um, we have a website, it's nurturehub.com.au, and we've started off, we've got a national online directory, and it's for um, so that women, couples, families can find the perfect practitioner, service, um, product, you know, organisation that can help nurture them right from fertility, pregnancy, birth, breastfeeding into early parenting. So, um, and I'm really trying to, to bring together um, you know, these professionals as well. And we're really trying to support each other in supporting families, which I think is really important um, because there's so many amazing services out there that can can help. Um, you know, for me, yeah, mine is, is educating, but I 
always refer and have my have a little you know my network of of other professionals that I refer to my couples like acupuncturists and chiropractors and pregnancy massage therapists and you know even fitness instructors that specialize in pregnancy and yoga and all that kind of stuff and you know it takes a village to to raise a baby and there is so much out there but not all women and couples know exactly who can help them maybe with different things and that's what I've created with the website is the search functionality is quite unique in regards to you can search as per your needs so for example if you have a huge fear of birth you can go to the website and click and write in I have a fear of birth and click in your area and it will bring up all of the practitioners and, and services or businesses that can help you work through those fears. And that, you know, for example, a lot of hypnobirthing practitioners, we have calm birth practitioners, there's um, different education, you know, or, or even um, working with, you know, a hypnotherapist and, and things like that. So as long as that business has created that tag that that's what they can help you with, um, then you can hopefully find a practitioner close to you that's in your area and then you can also also compare practitioners as well because you're able to see who's there look at their reviews um and to decide who who best is going to be suited to to you and your needs in nurturing you through this time oh yeah i'm just looking under life coaching now and i just found the beautiful nicole moore who i did a interview with um, probably about five podcasts ago and just what we spoke about. It's just mm-hmm. to find something like such as Birth Into Being or any of the other life coach services where yes. you might have birth trauma or you might have a, uh, you know, a view of birth that you need to heal or talk to someone and there you go. Mm-hmm. You can find exactly. And, um, yeah, it's cool. And it's actually quite user-friendly, this website. I'm just finding it um, quite easy to navigate around too. Yes, that's one thing I've definitely tried to to do as well. So basically, you know, it's not just um, where you'll see a whole page of listings. It's where you can actually click in and each each, um, listing owner, business practitioner has, you know, shared with us how they can help you, a bit of a description, the areas that they service, you know, what they can, um, you know, their their focus or specialise in. Um, So... I'm really trying to grow this as a national website that um, families can can go to 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 find people to help help them and support them and nurture them through this you know, through this transformational time because even right from you know fertility the, there's we have a lot of beautiful you know natural fertility experts or people who can help with if you're having you know difficulties conceiving naturally. Um, it all starts in the beginning and, and, you know, there's a lot of people out there that can help you but not necessarily everyone knows and that's why I've wanted to create this website to make it easier for people to find the perfect person to support them. Perfect. Ah, uh, Shari, I think you are a transformed woman and I'm just so blessed to have your two stories shared and it just shows that the contribution that you're making back to the community by sharing these offerings and your teachings um it just shows a very empowered woman and thank you for sharing thank you for sharing today and um thanks for having me it's been beautiful i love sharing i love talking about my births i bet you do i just oh i um do you do you talk about your birth stories in your course Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I do definitely come from a place of um, what worked for me as well. Like I, as a, as a teacher, I, and that's where too why I share my, my birth video because I want them to see me actually using the techniques and this is where I then explain to them like this is the breath that I was using and this is how you do the breath and, you know, with being active and things like that. So, yeah, yeah I definitely take my own experience and bring it into my teaching as well, which I've found to be really well received because I can relate and that's what I really love. Like I, I can relate to these couples that – contact me and say I've got huge anxiety over birth and and I'm like right I understand I know and I'm compassionate to their feelings because I was there and I had my own anxiety and fears and this is like let me work let's work together in getting you through this and I do really support my couples right up to their birth and become 
good friends with with them and stay in contact with them after the birth as well so um which is is beautiful and I have many of my own birth stories as well so I I've got bellytobirth.com.au is my hypnobirthing business and I have probably 25 or 30 birth stories on there that have been shared by by my couples so if you're wanting any more you know inspiring birth stories feel free to go on and and have a bit of a read because when you can read others experiences it can just help you build your own confidence and you know block out the negative birth stories and say to them don't you know I don't want to hear it I'm trying to prepare for my positive birth and protect that you have the right to do that Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks um, for your time. And we, oh, we did get your website, didn't we, Belly to Birth? And, yes. Yeah, and I'll be sure to link everything in the show notes. Please, listeners, check out the video. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Thank you thank so much you. for your time. Did you connect with this episode? Then head over to our website, circleofbirth.com. There you'll find show notes, pictures, resources, and potentially connect with today's storyteller. Don't forget to sign up to be updated with new empowering episodes and content. Help the show grow by contributing a tip in the jar to make sure we can continue to better the podcast and connect more and more to the wisdom and birth and each other. Hey, and don't forget the iTunes rating. This has been another episode of the Birth Share Project. We breathe, we birth, we empower. We empower.